0: Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk a little SEO news. Joining us is Jordan Cooney, who is the founder and CEO of Previsible. Which is an SEO consulting and education company that helps enterprise businesses scale their organic search traffic. And in addition to providing us with our guest today, Previsible is also a sponsor of the Voices of Search podcast. And today, Jordan and I are going to discuss our way too late 2024 SEO predictions. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? All right, here's my conversation with Jordan Cooney, the founder and CEO of Previsible. Jordan, we're a little behind the times here, buddy. We are. You know what I need to do? (laughs) Happy
1: New Year! (laughs) It's a little late for that. (laughs) We should have recorded this last month. (laughs) The
0: hangover just ended, Jordan. Uh, You know, we're recording this on January 10th. It's actually my first podcast of the year this year. I haven't done one on the MarTech podcast, the Rebrand podcast, and somehow the Voices of Search podcast got me. I've been ahead in my content game, and now
1: it's all behind.
0: Now it's all behind
1: me. It's
0: 2024, and it's finally here.
1: Just like 2023, all behind us.
0: Yes. Well, hey, look, we normally do this uh, at the end of 2023, but I took a couple weeks off, and then haven't really got back behind the mic, but I'm ready. We're all ready. Let's talk a little bit about what's going to happen this year in SEO. It's our 2024 way too late SEO predictions. Let's go back and forth here. We're going to do an SEO predictions draft. Do you want to go first?
1: Let's go. I'll do. Oh, I'm in.
0: Let's go. What's your big prediction for 2024 in SEO?
1: 2024. I mean, it's going to be the biggest year of announced Google updates that we've seen since Google's publicly started announcing updates. We now have the Google Dash Status Dashboard where we can actually see what's going on. We have a very provoked evangelist on Google's side with Danny and some of the things that happened at the end of the last year and kind of how he w- he and the uh, the Google community was called out, and more importantly. I think that with the litigation that's happening with with Google and and what just happened with Facebook here at the beginning of the year in terms of the parental restrictions that are happening within Facebook, Google search engines and social media companies are just going to have to become more transparent about what's happening. And so we're going to have the busiest Google officially announced update year we've ever seen.
0: Let's talk a little bit about what makes it the, what actually the criteria is for being the busiest year for updates. Is there any sort of record keeping that's
1: happened before for the number of Google updates? So, for the better part of the last couple of years, Ben, within the Google status update dashboard, what we've seen is roughly around 10 or so officially announced Google updates. And that, that's like the kind of the baseline that we're working with. Now, the reality is that the industry is monitoring volatility, right? So we're constantly monitoring volatility and we're trying to see what's going on across you know, a variety of other types of changes that may not necessarily be algorithm changes, right? Maybe how Google's showing answer boxes or changing the way that they're laying things out or, or like you know, in this past year, we had a lot of updates with respect to frequently asked questions and other featured snippets being changed within the SERP. These kinds of changes aren't necessarily always an official announcement, but they create a lot of volatility, and that's what you see in these other indicators, these third-party indicators, be a third-party tool or industry experts announcing that there's a Google change occurring. With those, you're seeing anywhere from 100 up to 300, I mean, unconfirmed updates. What I mean by Google updates is actual official status updates that we know Google is acknowledging and informing the public about. We're going to break the record of 10 that we've seen roughly since 2021. And we're going to probably see, I think, somewhere closer to 20 official announcements. Remember, I just want to remind our listeners, in November alone, we had two of them that came out. And so I wouldn't be surprised if we have a couple more months where we have two or more updates.
0: So you think we're going to have a busy year for the Google PR team. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a busy year for Google investors. Mm-hmm. My prediction here is we're going to start seeing a softening of Google search as people start going more towards artificial intelligence and chat GPT specifically to conduct searches. So what we're going to see is search volatility, search volume volatility in the beginning of the year. But I also think Google's going to make up some ground by the end of the year. So my prediction is that the Google stock and investors alike are going to see basically kind of a U shape or a V shape in terms of Google stock for the year based on the volatility
1: within search volume. What say you? I'm with you. I think this is going to be one of the most challenging business years for Google I have a slightly different viewpoint on it, and it's partly because it's my view on what this year is going to look like in terms of search, and that is that wearable AI is going to be one of the most disruptive search verticals that we've ever seen.
0: Oh, I think you're ridiculous. You're totally bleeding, like cutting edge. I'm going to wear the lapel pin, and it's going to tell me everything I need to know. What was the crazy thing you bought? (laughs) Humane. <laughs> humane. Yes. humane. It's just humane. You just want to wear a lapel, pla- a lapel pin. When are you going to
1: start wearing like sports coats and top knots? Fair enough. Fair enough. But for our listeners here, Ben, let's give them a little clue into what we're talking about. There's a couple of really interesting startups. Humane being one of them. Two of the founders are from Apple. It's essentially a a small device, to, to Ben's point, that you wear on your clothing. It's an AI driven device where you can ask it to perform at tasks, or it can do provide information for you. And I think this is going to be one of the things that erodes. And again, we've said this before in the podcast. That verticalization of search, whether it be in things like YouTube and Amazon, or now AI being a wearable is what's going to erode at Google's market share. And as Google's market share in search erodes, thus the stock goes down.
0: If anybody wants to know who's walking around with their Oculus headset and their Google (laughs) and their AI pin, that's Jordan Cooney, everyone. All right, so uh, your prediction is wearables are going to eat into, arti- wearables inspired by artificial intelligence are going to start eating
1: into Google's market share as well. Is that your next prediction? It's not just wearables. Be more specific, AI wearables. And, and there's a lot of companies coming out with these things, right? I mean, in January here, we had Apple announce the, the Vision Pro. You know, just this past week, we had another AI wearable have their announcement in the, the Rabbit R1, which is an AI assistant. So these are all devices that are intended to streamline our lives or, or provide a new experience that that is connected to searches. And I think that's the important piece here. It's not just that you know we're all going to run around with gadgets, but that they're going to perform activities that reduce the need for us to use Google.
0: I think you're a year away. Okay. And and the benchmark here is Apple launching the iPhone. Mm. Let's say that the AI wearable devices is as innovative as the iPhone and people are just going to start adopting them hand over fist. The iPhone was launched, I think it was July 2007. They didn't launch the App Store until 2008. And that's when things really started going and people started basically buying the phone to get the apps. Right. I think that we're at least a, a full year of iteration before the wearables become a big thing. Let's get back into our SEO predictions. You went – well, did I go last or did you go last? I said that – I think, I think you're up.
1: You're up. I went last.
0: Yeah. All right. You're ridiculous with your wearable <laughs> AI bullshit. That's not going to happen. I look forward to our end of the year recap so I can say I told you. So. right. The year recap. All right, fair
1: enough. Let's not forget about this.
0: I think it's not only going to be search demand that's impacted by artificial intelligence. I also think that Google is going to have some trouble or continued trouble uh, on the legal side with the Department of Justice mm. uh, going after them uh, in the Monopoly case. I think that there's all sorts of other legal concerns. You alluded to these. Jordan, tell me what you're prediction is, I think that there's going to be something negative that happens to Google that is a massive game changer when it comes to how we think about privacy and how we think about them being a monopoly. What do you think happens this year on the legal side? I
1: actually don't think there's going to be much on the legal side this year. I know you're going to disagree, but for this year, Google is going to skate by. And here's why. A, in the United States, it's an election year right? So the Department of Justice is going to either have to quickly move on these things at the beginning of the year or lay low through the election period. Secondly, Europe right now seems to be at ease with things in terms of where they're at. And I think there's a lot of dust that needs to settle in terms of how their new regulations pan out. In other words, what happens in the courts when different regulators leverage the laws that exist now in Europe. And so we're probably looking at another two or three years before we start to see some major European changes around the use of, this, of these regulations. But more importantly, here in the US, where it is very busy right now, I think that these elements are going to settle out. We're going to get into the election, and then this won't start back up until a new president is in place and administration is, is operating.
0: Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So you disagree and don't think that there's going to be a big legal impact. I've got another one for you. Fair. Let's go. And admittedly, I'm biased. I think this is the year that podcasts impact SEO. One of the benefits of the artificial intelligence and the technology that's come out is it's so much easier now to transcribe audio content. Google all is also accepting RSS feeds into YouTube, and so they're just going to have a ton more content, specifically that is audio-centric, like what we're doing right now, and I think that that's going to be transcribed and not only impact YouTube, but also Google Search. How do you feel about that prediction?
1: Here, I agree with you, Ben. Hey, we got one! <laughs> I'm, there's a lot of good things happening and not only in the podcast space, but just in general around education with SEO. And I think that one of the best mediums is audio and in the way that experts and not just experts, but really just individuals in the industry can share their experiences. And I think this is one of the best tools to do that.
0: All right. I feel like I've given like three predictions in a row here and you either disagree or agree. I'm supposed to be the host here, Jordan. You're supposed to be the guest. Why don't you do some work?
1: All right, I'm doing some work now. Let let me do some work here. You know, in terms of 2024, Ben, how do you see the SEO industry growing? I actually think it's going to be a year of of really accelerated growth for the SEO industry. We're going to see tons of jobs open up that we haven't seen in a while. And we're going to continue to see investments, I think, more so than ever before in leadership roles director above SEO roles and content marketing roles that help companies leverage uh, this channel. What do you think?
0: I'm AI centric about everything. And, (laughs) you know, I think that the platforms there used to be a big platform competition. and, And now those things seem to have settled down. And there aren't a ton of new players coming into the space. I do think that SEO is still increasingly important. I don't think it's all about optimizing for Google. And I think one of the reasons why people with SEO experience are going to be valuable is figuring out how to take content and feed it into artificial intelligence and other search engines, whether Apple launches a search engine. We've talked a little bit about that. You know, there's these verticalization of all these search engines and how new content is being digested by AI. I can tell you, I'm doing tons of things like product searches on ChatGPT. I found my webcam by doing a shopping comparison using artificial intelligence. Well, if they didn't have some sort of, you know, data feed going into chat GPT, I probably wouldn't have bought this camera. Now, is it chat GPT that's scraping everything? Or, you know, I think that AI SEO is going to be as big of a thing as Google SEO this decade. I think that starts this year.
1: Okay, fair enough. So next prediction for you, Ben. I think that there's going to be one of the most boring years in the SEO and AI marriage that we're ever going to have. There's a lot of hoopla in 2023, a lot of excitement, a lot of really shitty websites built with AI content. And now that, you know, the cat's out of the bag, we're going to see just a little bit of boredom this year as. Businesses, enterprises, agencies, thought leaders try to really leverage this tool and technology for the SEO industry.
0: I disagree. I think that the people that understand how to use the technology are going to be able to do what they do well at scale. And that's the whole beauty of artificial intelligence. Uh, You know, I'll say uh, with the podcast business, I hear everything that I'm running. We figured out a way to use artificial intelligence to facilitate the quick production of things like show notes and quotes. We used to do that manually. We'd have a writer go through and listen every podcast, and now it's AI, and then the writer goes through and checks everything, listens to the podcast, make sure it's actually what was said. It's a much faster process now. Well, okay, well, we're starting to do that for other brands. Well, there's nothing that's going to stop us from taking the process that we've built and been successful with and doing it at scale. Now, other people trying to figure out how to write good content based on podcasts or you know, whatever the other use cases that are similar, you know I think that figuring out how to do these processes is very challenging. But once you have it done, they're infinitely scalable. And so I think that you're going to start seeing a little bit of separation between the I know how this tool works and I haven't figured it out yet crowd. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a uh, no middle class.
1: There's going to be people that need to hire someone else to do it for them and then people that can actually do the work. I like that comment on no middle class on this. That'll be an interesting unfold for the AI technology and SEO.
0: All right, Jordan, give me some nerdy stuff. Last prediction that we have today, the nerdiest SEO, biggest geek tip you can give to the technical SEOs that are out there that are just like, you guys are not talking about enough SEO nerd shit. Give me some nerdy stuff. <laughs> some nerdy stuff. So, <laughs> go, give me a, an a, Ref lang <laughs> metapixel something, stuff I won't understand.
1: Okay, all right. All um... right. Some nerdy stuff, my friend. Well, one of the things that's really interesting is that just back in November, we started to see Google um, make some changes to page experience and core web vital KPIs. So they consolidated a few elements in Google Search Console and they started to kind of simplify things so that users can find information. I think one of the nerdiest things that we're going to start to see this year is the introduction and expansion of more. Core Web Vital metrics. In particular, we're going to start to see page experience elements that help us better understand elements around INP. This is the interaction to next paint. So, this is going to be one of the most important KPIs that Google is looking at, which is really about the responsiveness and the increased need for users to use or consume the content you have. This is going to become the new barometer, one of the new barometers, and a progression where Google introduces more and more UX and page experience elements to the overall playbook that SEOs and web developers look at in not only Google Search Console, but in evaluation of their websites.
0: I'm terrified. It's the revenge of core web vitals. (laughs) Everybody hide under their desk. If the AI doesn't become generally aware and come get us, core web vitals will. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, the founder and CEO of Previsible. If you'd like to get in touch with Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter where his handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you can visit his company's website, which is previsible.io. P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. -J Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.